Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everything in between, welcome to the Kevin Clifton Show. And this is the first podcast where I've been actually allowed to talk about my news. I know I was teasing it on social media for a little bit, um, and I was teasing it on this podcast saying that I had some wicked news coming up. And I know I was sort of a little bit sneaky leading everyone down the garden path thinking that it could have been <laughs> something else. But um, yeah, the news is finally out that I'm doing Singing in the Rain doing Singing in the Rain at Sadler's Wells. And I've been sort of, loads of people have been sending me messages. So thank you if you've sent me a message. I've been trying to get back to um, loads of people. But um, yeah, I've had so many because um, it's, it's a really massive deal and I'm very, very excited about it. So we open on July 30th at Sadler's Wells in London. Um, and we go to September the 5th and then there's a break and then um, I actually go out to Canada later in the year. We're going to Toronto with the show. And it, it was mad weird. It, um, like I say, it's really exciting to be involved with. It's such a sort of iconic show and such an iconic role of, of playing Cosmo as well. So we actually watched Singing in the Rain on Christmas Day. Obviously, you know, most people on Christmas Lee didn't have loads of people around it. You know, for me and Stace, it was just the two of us. And we sat and watched Singing in the Rain on Christmas Day and Stace said at the time, oh, because Stace, you know, doesn't watch loads of musical theatre. She doesn't really sort of know about the industry that much. And she says, oh, that, this, this film's really good. They should make a show out of this. And I was like, yeah, Stace, it's, it's Singing in the Rain. Uh, it's, it's a pretty big show. It's a pretty big deal. And she was like, all oh, right, well, if they do it again, like you should go for this and you should go for uh, playing Cosmo, which is the Donald O'Connor role. And I was like, I've always been a massive fan. I've seen Singing in the Rain hundreds of times and I, I just adore the film. And uh, that role in particular of Cosmo, I can't tell you how many times I've watched that clip um, just on YouTube. Um, I, I always go back to it, the him, him doing uh, Make Em Laugh, the number. So it, it always fills me with excitement watching him doing it. And I said to her at the time, like, well, if they do do it, yeah, I mean, it would be an absolute dream to play Cosmo in Singing in the Rain. Um, not knowing that they were bringing it back and it would even be a possibility. And she was like, I'm going to manifest it for you. It's going to happen. I'm, I'm putting it out into the universe that Singing in the Rain is going to happen and you're going to play Cosmo. I was like, oh, thanks, baby. And then like a couple of months later, I've got my agent on the phone going, what do you think about Singing in the Rain and playing Cosmo? And I sort of couldn't believe it. So I said, oh, you know, God, I'd, I'd love to do that. Um, and obviously it, it wasn't quite at the stage of doing in-person auditions yet. So they're asking for self tapes. So, um, I said, yes. And they, um, they sent me the material and I did some self tapes in my room doing the song, make them laugh and some scenes, sent it off to them. And they asked if, if, if I could, uh, if they could see some tap dancing. So I did some tap dancing at home, like a self tape and sent it off to them. And then they asked if they could see me in the room with Adam Cooper so which is very exciting because Adam Cooper I mean he's a legend in the in the world of dance you know he's dancer with Matthew Bourne he was from um you know he's he's just he's Adam Cooper he's done singing in the rain uh quite a few times I think and he's sort of become Mr Gene Kelly basically Mr singing in the rain and he's, he's known as this great dancer I hold him in, in sort of very high regard and they wanted to see me in the room with him so they invited me to come for an audition in um, Pineapple Dance Studios and Adam was there and 
Um, Andrew Wright, the, the choreographer, was there. Um, you know, basically any, everyone, the director, the producer, the casting director, the, the musical director, everyone was there um, to see me dancing next to Adam and sort of doing the scenes into the song, make them laugh and seeing our, whether we had any chemistry, I guess, to seeing us next to each other. And um, yeah, I'm going to be doing it now. And it's going to be me as, as Cosmo. We've got Faye Tozer from Steps. So obviously that's exciting because worked with her on Strictly Come Dancing. She's lovely. And so I know her going in as well. Um, we've got a guy called Kevin Cornwall who I met at the photo shoot. And uh, he, he was wicked. And I found out of the photo shoot as I was talking to him. I found out that he was actually in some of the Star Wars movies which is just beyond excitement for me. So he doesn't know it yet, but I am going to be asking him loads of questions throughout the whole run of the show all about Star Wars. Um, and Charlotte Gooch, who is a friend of mine as well, I know her. So Charlotte, um, she was in Top Hat, um, and she's also worked quite a bit on Strictly Come Dancing. She, she comes in and sort of um, helps with some of the choreography sometimes. And she's even performed in one of the numbers. There, there was a number that we did... Um, dance, dancing on like washing machines and I came out sort of like everyone had stolen my clothes at the end uh, it was from a few years ago sort of a laundromat themed number and I can't remember who went down but someone was injured or someone was ill and Charlotte Gooch had to step in and dance in that number so she was actually performing on Strictly as well um, so I know her going in a few friends of mine have, have messaged me to say oh this person's in the cast or this person's in the cast they're a good friend of mine they're really lovely you're going to have an amazing time so from you know everything that I can see so far, it's going to be a really lovely bunch of people. And I feel very blessed and honoured and privileged to be a part of such an iconic show, Singing in the Rain, playing such an iconic role of Cosmo, the Donald O'Connor role, and to be part of this cast. And, and to be honest, just to be involved in, in theatre again. You know, we, we've been without theatre for a while now, and it's all opening up again and Singing in the Rain is going to be my first show back. So, yeah, July 30th till September 5th, we're at Sadler's Wells. And then there's a break and then we're going to Toronto. All things being well and if we're allowed to travel and stuff, we're going to Toronto later in the year. Um, so go to sadlerswells.com if you want to... Um, if you want to get tickets to come and see us at Sadler's, I imagine they've been on sale already for a bit. So I, I imagine they'll be going pretty quick, those tickets. So, so get in at sadlerswells.com. And um, also just for, for everyone, if you haven't uh, pressed the subscribe button yet, please subscribe to the podcast. So they'll just download automatically onto your phone or computer um, and Give us a rating if you can, five star would be nice and a little comment because apparently that helps with getting the podcast out there and, you know, getting it to more people. And if you share it and things like that, thank you to everyone that's already done that. Um, so what I wanted to do with this podcast is, yeah, one, just basically go, yeah, I'm doing singing in the rain and it's bloody exciting. And two, um, give you a few reviews because... We've gone past that date where theatres and cinemas have, have opened up and I decided to take full advantage and I've seen a few things this week. So I've been to the cinema once and I've been to the theatre twice this week. So um, I have to say, lots of people, there's lots of people there at both, at the cinema and at the theatres, and it actually felt quite normal. I didn't know how it was going to feel, whether it was going to feel empty, whether Peter was going to feel a bit nervy, like... But there was loads of people there. It actually, even though there was socially distant audiences in the theatre, it actually still felt quite packed. 
Um, obviously, everyone was wearing masks in there, but it didn't feel nervy at all. It actually felt just normal, and everyone seemed to be out having an amazing time, which is really encouraging. Um, so I went to the cinema. I went to see Sound of Metal. So that's the film with Riz Ahmed um, playing. It's a film about a drummer in a band who goes deaf, and he sort of has to learn to live with it, of, of what's happened to him. He's gone deaf and, and everything that's changed for him. It was a really interesting film because it's, it's sort of the idea of it is he's constantly searching for um, like the cure for his deafness. Like, like he feels like he can't be happy un until he's he's, he can have this operation where he can get his hearing back again. Um, you know, like an implant in his ears that can help him to hear again. And there's lots of parallels to addiction because he's a, an addict as well. And um, it's like someone who's sort of always after that next fix and he can't be happy until he gets it. And um, it's like he can't be happy until he gets his ears fixed is his thing. And he goes to this sort of um, it's like a deaf community of people who like ex-addicts or alcoholics. And he's told there, look, we don't see deafness as, as a disability. Um, and the sort of leader of the community who's leading the group says we have to learn to fix the mind n not the ears and um, for a while while he's there at this place he's sort of he's good for a while and a bit like being sober he's sort of he's helping people there he's, he's teaching kids there and, and it's almost like he's sort of free from addiction and, he, and he's learning how to sort of be happy within himself and then there's a moment where he sort of falls back into it, like he's looking for an outside answer again, as if you're looking for your fix of, you know, whatever it is that an addict needs. So he starts moving money around and stuff and selling stuff to try and get this treatment to fix his ears, um, almost like an addict trying to score. And he thinks that, like, he'll never be happy until he has that thing. And it's this idea that we've talked about sometimes on the podcast of, like you'll gain satisfaction from external things. You know, like we all go through that thing of I'll only be happy once I get that job or I get that girl or that boy or um, that pair of shoes or, you know, that handbag or, you know, it's all these outside things like, oh, I get that house or whatever. For him, it's like I'll only be happy once I get my ears fixed and then I can get back to that girl who I was seeing and, you know, I'll never be happy within myself until then. And while he's within this community, he's sort of taught to sit in silence and, and write, which is sort of like meditation. It's, it's, it, the idea is being comfortable around yourself, around your own mind and your own thoughts and not relying on outside factors to, um, to gain that satisfaction. So the, the, it's, the movie's sort of a metaphor for that because he's literally sort of trying to gain external voices in, in in the form of sound like he's trying to fix his ears so he can hear again to be happy again whereas actually he needs to learn to just accept his own mind and, and, and to sort of sit in silence and um, I think it's sort of a comment on all of us looking for external stuff rather um, rather than looking within and finding sort of peace in stillness and, and obviously there's a lot of parallels to addiction I don't want to spoil it and tell you sort of where it goes and stuff but I would recommend it and Riz Ahmed is, is absolutely brilliant in this film so that was Sound of Metal that I saw at the cinema um, I then went and saw Les Mis at the theatre so it was at the Sondheim Theatre in London and it's the first time I've been back to the theatre since 
since the second lockdown. Obviously, I was performing in theatres after the first lockdown. Me and Joe were doing our socially distant show an evening with, with Kevin and Joanne, my sister. Um, but that since the second lockdown and since, you know, we're waiting for it all to open up again, this is the first time that I've been to the theatre. Um, I, I went with Joanne to, to see it. I was supposed to be going with Stacey, but um, she had to go away on, on that day. To, to She's filming a documentary at the moment. So I was supposed to be going with Stace to see our friend John Robbins, um, friend of the show, who's been a guest on the show last year. Um, I've performed on stage with John Robbins a couple of times. And um, he, he was playing Jean Valjean in Les Mis before lo- lockdown came into effect. And he was, he's playing Jean Valjean for a lot of this run of, of, of this version of Les Mis. It's like a concert version of Les Mis. So me and Stace were supposed to be going to see John Robbins um, but then, and I texted him to say, right, we're coming to see the show. Can't wait, blah, blah, blah. And then he texted me back going, mate, I'm off that night. That's one of my few off nights. So I was like, you're joking. Uh, but it turns out that Dean Chisnell was playing Jean Valjean on that night. Now, the interesting story about Dean Chisnell is that me and Stacey did a number on Strictly Come Dancing uh, to I Dreamed a Dream on Musicals Week. We, we did Les Mis as our musical. And as part of the VT, they brought in Dean Chisnell and Carly Stenson in, into our rehearsal room to sort of give us an overview of the characters that we were playing and, and sort of get in touch with the, the musical. And uh, yeah, at that point, Stace had sort of never really, I mean, I'm sure she'd heard of Les Mis, but she didn't know anything about it. So they were there to sort of help her get into character. And so Dean Chisnell actually came into our session. So if, if you watch back um, that episode and, and look at the VT, that's, that's Dean. So um, even though it wasn't John Robbins I was seeing, I was made up to be seeing Dean Chisnell in the show. And he's got such an amazing voice as well. Um, and I, like we went, we went to the the theatre. Actually, Giovanni Panice was there that night as well. Um, so I saw him there. Um, and it was like I said, it was our first show back, and I didn't know how it was going to feel, but it just felt completely normal apart from we were wearing masks, which was a slight nightmare for me because I wear glasses and, you know, I was doing that thing where you, you breathe and you've got a mask on and it goes straight into your glasses and steams it up. So I kept having to adjust the mask all the time. But apart from that, it was a completely normal experience. Like you could still go to the bar and get a drink. You know, there's sort of little systems in place and, and you know, little sort of one-way systems and stuff and people reminding you to wear your mask. But other than that, like the, the theatre felt packed and, and, and people were so ready to, to see a show. So when the lights went down and you start hearing the orchestra, like I just immediately got goosebumps because I haven't felt that in so long. And there was this applause from the audience. As soon as they came out and started singing, there was this applause from the audience that wasn't just sort of appreciative of, of the show itself. It was also this feeling of sort of excitement, like, you know, we're, we're all on the same page and they really just wanted to encourage everyone on stage and sort of, you know, I guess we all want to say thank you to them for, for putting the show, getting the show going. Um, and I have to say, even though it was a concert version of Les Mis as opposed to the full musical, the, the job that they've done with like the lighting and the staging of it all, and obviously they're all still in costume, straight away I sort of forgot that it was a concert version because you, you just the performers in the show are so good that you're swept away with the emotion of it immediately um, some amazing performers in there like like I say Dean Chisnell who was performing um, Lucy Jones um, who I've seen before in Waitress she 
um, she's an incredible performer. Uh, just a, a fantastic voice, as, as everyone knows. But also, I don't know, there's like a, there's a charisma about her when, when she comes on stage that you sort of can't help but be drawn to. I'd, I'm, I'm, all, I'm almost trying to steer away from saying she lights up the stage when she comes on because it feels so sort of cliche and cheesy. But it is that. I sort of can't think of a better way of saying it, really. She, it is that. When, when, when she comes on, she's got such a presence on, on stage. Um, and, and it was just wonderful to, to, to be in the audience watching her, really, and, and everyone. Um, a guy called Bradley Jaden on, on stage, and like I said, Dean Chisnell. Everyone in the cast, really. And, and obviously Les Mis is such a, a great show, and they've put together such a stellar cast. Um, I think anyone who's a fan of theatre... If they can get down to London to see it, I really encourage you to go because it was an amazing experience. And like I say, the audience was just so happy to be there. Um, I'm actually going to go back and, and see it again because I, I want to go and, and see John Robbins in it as well. Because obviously he's a really good mate of mine and just one of my favourite singers. And, um, and I want to take Stace to go and see it. Um, she's never seen Les Mis and obviously it was big for us on, on Strictly. So, yeah, I would encourage anyone, if you can get a ticket, to go and see that at the Sondheim Theatre in London. And then finally, I went to see, last night, I went to see Here Come the Boys um, at the Palladium in London. So, uh, yeah, that's a dance show. And it was great to see some dancing again. Um, yeah, I just I haven't seen dancing in a theatre in, in so long. And obviously, it's all my friends in the show. So I thought it'd be like a, a nice one just to go and watch. So obviously you've got Ali Ash Skorianitz, Graziano De Prima, Pasha Kovalev, Robin Windsor, um, Nadia Bichkova. They're, they're all from Strictly Come Dancing. Um, and uh, apart from Nadia, just talking about the boys, um, they're, they're all from Burn the Floor as well. So I've worked with Ali Ash, Graziano, Pasha and Robin on Strictly. And I've also work, worked with all four of them on stage in Burn the Floor. They've all sort of graduated through Burn the Floor. Um, so it was really nostalgic for me to just be sat in a theatre watching those guys dancing. And, and, you know, it's incredible that they've pulled the show together in this sort of time and got it going. Socially distant audience at the Palladium. Um, but everyone was excited to be there as soon as they came out. You also had um, Kareem, who danced with Amy on Strictly. He was there. Um, and special mention as well to um, Ashley Hunter, who I've known for years and, and performed with on Burn the Floor and uh, Strictly and many different shows, actually. She's been part of my tours. And, and yeah, she's she's a great dancer. Um, and, and Jada, who, who is uh, Graziano's fiance and dance partner, um, she was dancing amazing. So sort of Strictly's alive and well at the Palladium, if, if, if you're a fan of Strictly. It's sort of set up as like a dance-off competition between the boys, uh, where they're all going up against each other and they sort of spin this wheel and it's like, OK, it's jive now and um, let's see who's the best at jive. And they all, that's the premise, and they, they dance against each other with, with these big numbers and, and lots of numbers in between as well. And it's just wicked to see some Borum and Latin again. Um, and to meet up with, you know, my mates, I met up and went for a, a drink afterwards with Ali and, and Graziano and Jada. Um, I mean, Ali Ash is obviously like me and Ali Ash go back a long way. And um, we both came on. We were doing Burn the Floor for a couple of years, did West End together and then moved on to Strictly Come Dancing in 2013 on the, on the same year. 
Um, so we've been through sort of a lot of the same stuff together and it was great to see him. And he's obviously like a mainstay uh, and, and a big star on, on Strictly. Um, and I want to say as well, like, like Graziano, watching him in the show, and I think everyone will agree when they go to watch it, Graziano de Prima, I just want to put it out there, is so underrated as a, as a dancer. And I, I wonder if the Strictly producers have, have been to see it. I think they probably, I heard that they probably did on press night. But I think they like, they have to see what they have on their hands in him. He hasn't had a, a celeb for the last two years on Strictly. And I would love to see him with a celeb this year because I actually think I actually think they don't know what they've got in their hands, if, if you know what I mean, with, with him, because he hasn't had a celeb for two years. He's, he's such a talent. And like, it was great watching. And I have to give special mention to Jada as well, because the two of them dancing together are so dynamic and, uh, and they're so energetic and so fast. And they obviously being a couple, they have such a, a sort of special chemistry and connection when they dance together. Um, they were really on fire. You never know like how everyone's going to be. I didn't know what to expect because everyone's had um, time off, you know, with, with the pandemic and not being able to dance very much. But everyone came out all guns blazing. And uh, I was like, Graziano hasn't missed a step. He was in such good shape. Um, yeah, I'd love to see Graziano and Jada actually um, properly on Strictly with, with celebs. I think, I think they're both brilliant. And I was really pleased for them. And I was really pleased for all of them, really. Just, you know, it's good to see Robin and Pasha back on stage again. Um, you know, because I haven't seen them on stage in a while. Um, so, yeah, if you're a fan of Strictly, get down to see Here Come the Boys at the Palladium. Because I don't know if the tour is happening um, because of all the restrictions and stuff. So it might just be these Palladium dates. So I would get down there and see them. Um, just on the note of, of Graziano and Jada doing Strictly... Um, I'd love to see Nancy get a partner this year for, for all the Strictly fans. I think she's such a, an underrated talent as well that hasn't had the opportunity yet to dance with a celeb. And I'd love to see her get a celeb. So, yeah, I'd like to see Nancy and Graziano and Jada as well, please, because they're all brilliant. And um, I would really, really love to see that on Strictly because they're all underrated. So yeah, that was my um, just short reviews, basically, of things that I've been to see. I want to go and see as much as possible while I still can. I go fully into rehearsals on June 21st for Singing in the Rain. So I'm going to try and see as much as I can before that. I'm, I'm taking stage to see six. We've already booked to see that. So yeah, but it feels, like I say, it feels normal again to be at the cinema, to be at the theatre. It feels exciting, actually. And sound of, that was Sound of Metal at the cinema and I went to see Les Mis and Here Come the Boys at the theatre. So thanks everybody and if you want to book tickets to come and see me in, well, <laughs> quite a lot of stuff at the moment actually. I feel really, really blessed because I know um, it's, been, it's been difficult for everyone in theatre land. We've talked about it a lot on the podcast and sort of to be in the position that I'm in where I'm, I know that I've got things coming up and, I, and I've got quite a few shows coming up. I, I just feel so lucky and so blessed to be, to have that kind of opportunity and be part of it all. So um, if you want to come and see us in the theatre, if you want to book tickets sort of for this year or next, um, go to sadlerswells.com if you want to come and see Singing in the Rain. Um, that's going to be from uh, July 30th till September Fifth, I'm going to be tap dancing in that as well as obviously singing and acting. Um, then I'm going to Canada later in the year doing that um, as, as we go to Toronto. 
If you want to come and see us in Burn the Floor in January and February, go to kevincliftontour.com. Can't wait to do Burn the Floor again. And then after that, in March and April, I'm doing the War of the Worlds Arena Tour, touring up and down the UK, um, doing, doing all the arenas. That's Because that's a massive production show. Um, so, you know, big, big arenas for that. Go to thewaroftheworlds.com, I think it is, for, for tickets for that. And then obviously I've got, still got Strictly Ballroom on the horizon. So that will be from September next year, September of 22 till sort of June, July-ish of, of 2023. So if you want to come and see me in Strictly Ballroom, go to strictlyballroomtour.co.uk. Lots of exciting things coming up and get yourself to the theatre as much as possible to support all these artists and get yourself to the cinema as well. And yeah, please leave, if you're enjoying these podcasts, uh, please leave a rating and five stars if you can and hit the subscribe button. Got some really exciting stuff. I'm going to be hopefully interviewing people from Singing in the Rain coming up um, and hopefully people from some of the other shows. And I'm actually, really excitingly, going to be speaking to... Johannes Schradebi from Strictly Come Dancing and Burn the Floor. And some brilliant news, really, for him. He's just announced that he's doing his own tour called Freedom. So we're going to speak to him all about that. I think that's going to be the next episode. I'm interviewing him soon. So, yeah, come back and that will download straight to your phone if you've hit the subscribe button. Big interview with Johannes coming up, who's sort of everyone's favourite, isn't he, nowadays on Strictly and a good friend of mine. All right, everyone. Catch you next week. <laughs>